Hello, my name is Ben Budislak. I'm the founder of the Swan Song Project. The Swan Song Project is a charity that helps people facing the end of their lives to write and record their own original songs. I've been doing a series of interviews with songwriters lately where I uh, ask them to share with us one of their songs, tell us a bit about how they wrote it, share with us a songwriting tip that might be useful for new songwriters, and also um, tell us about a song that's meaningful to them, relating to bereavement in some way. This episode features Jamie Lockhart, and I hope you enjoy it. Okay, today I'm here with Jamie Lockhart. Thanks for joining me, Jamie. Hi there. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I really appreciate it. We're looking forward to uh, to getting here to talking songwriting with you for a little while. Um, so if you've seen these interviews before, these, we do them in three sections. First, uh, we're going to have one of Jamie's songs. He's going to tell us a little bit about how he wrote that. Uh, section two, Jamie's going to share with us a songwriting tip that might be useful for new aspiring songwriters. And then section three, we're going to talk about a song that's meaningful to Jamie relating to bereavement in some way. So... Um, We'll get started with section one, so I'm going to ask you to introduce your song, Jamie, then I'll, I'll cut the video into, into this. Oh, great. This is a song called Night City Air. Night City Air As I get off the bus from the suburbs In the residential and commercial development That grows higher and higher It hogs the air Jamie, um, thanks for that one. So that's Night City Air. What can you tell us about uh, writing that one? So um, I was, when you first uh, contacted me about 
um, this swan song songwriting project. Um, I thought it was a really interesting idea, um, but I thought I didn't know what I could bring because I actually haven't suffered very much bereavement. Um, but then I realised that when we play that song live, I always refer to, there's a line in it which is, I, I think it goes, I always believe that things were taken by the sea and brought by the wind. And I remember that this is a, an old saying from where I'm from in the north coast of Scotland. And it was always said by this uh, old guy that lived across the hill from us. We uh, lived in a very, very remote fishing crossing village. And um, he was a person that I kind of treated as like a surrogate grandfather figure. My uh, paternal grandparents lived very far away. And he was a person that I always like considered to be stood in for lots and lots of grandparenty type duties. And he always used to tell these interesting stories and these interesting like fables of different things that happened. And he always had this thing that said that things came with the wind and went by the sea. I realized that I spoke a lot about that in gigs when I played that song. And mm. um, his, when he passed away, it was. Uh, something that I remember affecting me a lot. It was in, in my teens, so it was a long time ago, but I I always still consider it, and, and it is a person that I think about in a kind of bereavement-y way, even though lots of the song isn't really about bereavement in, in any way, but it's it makes me sometimes think of it. So yeah. that was kind of why I, why I chose that song for for the chat today. Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful line. Um, and so was that like did was that the starting point of the song or did the song start with something else and that just fed into it nicely or it's it's so the song the song started as do with lots of my songs they start with just one tiny little idea that happens um so this one was about um getting off a bus in the center of leeds to try and get the train to leave leeds and it was one of those incredibly, incredibly hot days, but it was really late in the evening. And I felt that when you were in a city that has really big high rises or really big buildings around, I always found that when you're in the evening, it almost turns to like this weird warm breeze that almost seems to be, it's almost like the air has been sucked around the town. Mm. And um, and it was uh, it started from that point of this idea of, that when you get when you're walking around the city kind of late at night you kind of put, you can put your hands out and you can kind of feel your way through the air um so that was where the song started and i had this idea that i was like rowing my way through the city so it has these lines about using my arms as oars mm. and uh and i thought that that was kind of an interesting idea that you could you could almost feel your way around and uh get to where you needed to be so that was the kind that was the starting point of the song um and i've always had this bit of a joke which is so the line about things coming with yeah this this old there's this old saying in the north of scotland which is where i'm from which is that things are brought to you by the wind and they're taken by the sea and uh i always talk about this quite a lot uh, but it actually comes from a, a story which was always told by my 
neighbour Willie John, who's the my kind of surrogate grandfather. Um, and what had happened was there was this really very big storm. And after the storm, on the beach of the village, there was a, an amazing boat had washed up. And everyone was really chuffed that this, like, incredible new, beautifully built wooden boat had appeared. Uh, so they were all sailing around in it and, and stuff like that. And they go to this one harbour and this uh, woman asks for a lift in the boat and they say, oh, we don't have a big enough boat or something like that. And uh, she goes, next time we see you, you'll have a different boat. And they're thinking, we've just got this boat. It's amazing. It's beautiful and, and all this sort of stuff. And then there was a really, really, really high tide. And in the high tide, the boat got washed away and they never saw it again. Um, so I always thought this was like a funny story, but I have always used it as an idea because I moved to Wakefield, which is completely landlocked in the middle of England. Uh, and my joke is that I've always moved to places where only the wind can only bring things to me, but the, the tide can't get to me and can't take anything away. away. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I think it's like a lot of it comes from this like silly idea in that song. So. Yeah, no, that's really good. It's, it's funny, isn't it, how those, like, where we used to say the, the guy who told you it was an important figure in your, in your life, but how um, certain phrases are, things like that, just stick with you and are continue influence in different ways, continuous influence. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely, it's definitely, that song definitely has that. It has, it's like, I mean, most songs, unless you, so I haven't really suffered very much grief, which I'm very, very lucky for. So most songs for me end up being some form of a weird type of love song about something or another. But um, but if you can find something in amongst them that has some other meaning, then it's it's kind of nice, I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Great stuff, Jamie. Yeah, thanks for that. So um, let's move into the uh, second right. section. Um, Great. This, is, this is where I ask, ask my guests for a songwriting tip that might be useful for, for new songwriters. Um, so what, what, what would you say, Jamie? What's, uh, what's your tip? Oh, so, do you just want one tip, or do you want a few a few little ones? We can get a few little ones in if if you want. <laughs> I love Picasso quotes. I don't know why. I find them really entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> but he has this great quote where apparently he says the inspiration always finds him, but it always finds him working. So I think that's probably the best songwriting tip I've ever heard. Even though Picasso was painting. Yeah. It's like. It's very, very rare that a song does just come to you. You do have to go, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and write a song for a bit and it's not going to come and it's still not going to come and then you'll keep writing it still won't come but then at some point you'll be just doing something else for, and there'll be a tiny split second of a, crack of it, a song yeah. in there and it will appear from nowhere and you think, oh wow, that's great inspiration but actually you've been you've been engaging your brain into working on that for a little while without you, maybe without anything coming. Yeah. Um, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. I think that's a really good one. Yeah. So that's probably my favorite one. My other one is, and I don't know whether or not it's not, it's not great suggestion, but it's, it's something that I heard that the guy from the eels does is he buys, if he sees like a junk guitar in a junk shop, or he sees like a really cheap guitar somewhere, or he sees like a little keyboard that he's like, and we're not talking about spending loads of money. We're talking about finding something that's 
you wouldn't necessarily gig. It's not gig ready. It's like it doesn't doesn't necessarily stay in tune or something like that. But he was like, if you can find stuff like that, he was like, buy it and then write a song on it because he was like, sometimes little instruments or the way that something's held to your body or the way that it feels just to play will will devise a slightly different song. You know, but definitely musicians have it where they end up wanting loads and loads and loads. You've probably got loads of guitars. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> But his his advice, which I really liked, was that they don't necessarily need to be good. You can buy. Yeah. Like, um, at the moment, I've got with me loads of times. I've got like this is like a four pound Spanish guitar. You see, and I'm writing at the moment. I'm thinking this is great. So it's making me write different songs than than a good guitar I have or something like mm. that. So. Yeah, it's just reminded me of there's a um, a bit in the Colin McCarthy book called the Sunset Limited, and right. there's a conversation in that where they're talking about um, like it's not hard to make a a sirloin steak taste good, but it's when you've not got when you can't afford a sirloin steak, then it you, it it requires innovation to make yeah. cheap, cheap ingredients taste good, and it feels similar with instruments that like it's not hard to make a really beautiful guitar sound good, but I mean I guess yeah it depends what you mean by good, but to get a song out of an instrument which doesn't naturally sound <laughs> the best yeah. um, is yeah, it really have, requires you to challenge uh, in a way, doesn't it? Makes your brain work differently. So that mm. four pound or so Spanish guitar, as soon as you play it any way up the neck, it goes completely out of tune. So you end up writing loads of songs that are just around the bottom. Yeah. Then that makes your brain work differently than playing. I think if you're learning an instrument, I think you should get a really good instrument. You should buy the best one you can possibly afford. You should throw yourself into it. I think that's, uh, you know, like learn to play something on something beautiful because it will give you every little bit of extra you need to make you feel better about yourself. But yeah, learning to play an instrument and songwriting are they're di they're different things. They they don't need to. They can go hand in hand, but like don't play by don't, the same rules. <laughs> yeah, they don't play by the same rules. And then my very last one is. And I don't know if many other people have talked to you about this in the other interviews, but I try completely different tunings. Mm. Like even make up your own, try playing. So I'm very into, I really like, sometimes if I'm just trying to write words, I'll just play C and F, really simple standard chords. And I'll write down words because it doesn't use, the musical part of my brain doesn't use anything there but then sometimes when i'm trying to write songs i need to find a tiny bit of melody somewhere so i'll use a different tuning and i'll just play the guitar with one finger or um yeah. or just just makes you kind of forget what what's musical about it and might give you something different that's also an option you have as well if you don't have any good cheap junk shops near you yeah and stuff like that is it makes you feel like you're playing a different instrument yeah fine by trying a different tuning it's a nightmare if you then have to start doing gigs <laughs> yeah um what i sometimes do is write a song in a different tuning get into my brain like that and then relearn it in a normal tuning if i have to mm, that's interesting yeah yeah that's what always, i've always liked the idea of trying that writing different tunings and writing um you're using different instruments and but then that was always what put me off was that then I thought if I'm going to gig them, I don't want to have to bring a whole load of different stuff with me. Or I'll be tuning between every song. Yeah. Um, but as a, yeah, as a songwriting exercise, and that's an interesting idea of then learning, relearning to play them 
in the standard tuning or yeah because you can just go way. you can almost go through and just go like right what what is the basics of this chord and then you just yeah. figure out your your note this is my last tiny bit of advice is get a tuner um one that one that you don't necessarily need to plug in. So I use one on my phone, which is called ClearTune, which you can just get all the time. And not necessarily for staying in, I don't mean necessarily for staying in tune, but I mean, if you're trying to, if you figure out something that you think is kind of fun, mm. but then you're like, but I actually don't know what it is. Instead of making your brain go, oh, I need to relearn my musical theory about this. You can just turn your tuner on and then just play the different notes and write them down on a piece of paper and then you suddenly go, Oh, I'm actually just playing a C chord, but I didn't I didn't realise it. Yeah. Rather than yeah. Does that make sense? I don't know if yeah. I've explained it properly. Yeah, no, that is a good one. Yeah, it seems that'll that'll be a simpler way of oh. working out what cards you're playing if you're experimenting if, like that. If you yeah, if you experiment and having a great time, instead of then yeah, having to get music theory books out and stuff like that, just Get a piece of paper and a, and a, and it doesn't even need to be a, a good tuner, just one that you don't need to plug anything into, so you can just press it on really quickly and yeah, press play. Yeah, that's brilliant. Thanks, Jamie. I feel like we've got uh, got plenty of good good tips out of you there. I think my yeah. video seems to be off sync. Is it off sync oh. to you? To me, it's like um, my video is not quite where I'm at. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It looks a little bit off sync, but yeah, you still you still look completely fine. That's good to know. <laughs> what you need well, to find out is whether you're ahead of the video or whether you're behind it. <laughs> I think I'm just ahead. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we'll carry on. <laughs> it's not important how my one looks. <laughs> yeah. Um, you so, could re what you could do is you could resync it so that it makes you're in sync afterwards. I'll put you out of sync. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As guest, I'm much happier that you're in sync than me. <laughs> Uh, cool. So let's move into the uh, the next section. So this is where I ask ask my guests to choose a song that's meaningful to them in some way relating to bereavement. So um, and what I do here is I put the link in the description, so people watching this video at home can go and listen to the song and come back and we'll have a bit of a chat about it. So do you want to uh, introduce the song you chose for us, Jamie? So I hummed and hard about this for a little bit. I very nearly chose a flaming lip song, um, which was the. A Do You Realise song, which is an incredibly beautiful song about bereavement and getting to, you know. But anyway, let's not talk about that. I eventually chose a song which isn't necessarily about bereavement, um, but it's about a songwriter who I really, really, really like, who is no longer with us anymore. And it's an incredibly beautiful song about having a bit of a shit time whilst you're, whilst you're still going yeah um and that was kind of why i decided to pick it so it's a song called whippoorwill and it's by an amazing songwriter called jason molina um, yeah. I, it's fundamentally a country song i would say yeah. um but yeah it makes me so even though yeah it's not necessarily a song about bereavement it's a song about someone having a bad time but i thought it was a i thought it was a nice song to to be able to share with people because it's a great song and uh um we i went and saw he all of his friends so he's he's deceased now but all of his friends recently did a tour of all of his songs and they toured around the world and we went and saw 
them playing in Leeds. And when they played this song, um, it was definitely the song that made everyone in the audience like properly cry. Yeah. Yeah. Just when all of them were just shouting his words out, and it was it felt like a, a nice thing to get to talk about. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like a yeah, a powerful uh, experience. Um, cause yeah, some lines, there's some lines in it about what was it about singing it again and things like that, isn't there? Yeah, there's this bit when they go sing it, brother, one more time, and all that sort of mm. stuff. And that was the bit when everyone was everyone in the everyone of his friends was singing it on the stage. They're all great musicians and we're in bands with them and stuff. And, when they were, out, they were doing this bit, we go sing it, brother, one more time. Makes you go like, it's um, yeah, it's definitely a powerful song. I think. Yeah, yeah, it's really nice. Yeah, thanks for sharing that one with us. Um, and yeah, thanks for joining us, Jamie. I'll put all um, links to your band uh, my in the description, everything, so people oh, can follow. Right. People can come and follow your your progress there. Um, right. yeah, I'm sorry about the internet problems earlier. No, it's all right. I think that like we, we both had technical problems during this one, <laughs> but I think we got through the yeah. The, the discussion was still, still yeah. good. We've got through it. So, uh, so yeah, thanks a lot, Jamie, and uh, thanks everyone for watching. And I'll have another episode up soon. Okay, cheers. Bye.